This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. And welcome to Criminality Podcast, the podcast where we know, despite Sandoval still being in our, not inner circle, what word am I looking for? Universe? Zeitgeist? No. Okay. <laughs> you take the fancy word. I got universe, barely. We know that loving reality TV isn't a crime. Rebecca, how are you? I'm okay, but you know, I mean, the New York Times is writing about Sandoval and I have feelings about it, but I didn't read it, so we can't talk about it. <laughs> But I'm like, what? I mean, I don't know. Why? Why are we still Why doing now? this is my question. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was our mutual friend, Rachel, who sent me the article. And Love I Rachel. need to read it. It just feels unnecessary. And I'm really not enjoying this season of Vanderpump Rules. I know it's a slow start and it'll pick up and this is what it is. But I don't know. Can I tell you a secret? I haven't even watched. I haven't even watched one episode. Yeah. I've listened to Ben and Ronnie recap yeah. it, but... There's That's really it. no need. And at the very, you know, towards the end, you could probably just binge it and then go to the, you know. That's what I'm thinking. Watch the reunion. It's not great. <laughs> you can't have a season like they no. had and then live up to it or anything. It had to be, it was going, it was bound to be like a, a dud. crap season. Yeah, but, which doesn't mm-hmm. bode well for Salt Lake City, right? Because it was kind of the same thing. Like you have the arch villain and so now what? After Monica leaves, then mm-hmm. what? Or is she going to leave? Who knows? So. Yeah. Time oh, will tell. Bring back LG. That's what I want. Bring her oh mother back. Goodness. I don't care what else we do. It's my favorite thing in the world. I know, right? I mean, it's terrible and toxic and all those things. Well, but they signed up it. for it is all I have to say. That's yeah. my new <laughs> That's my go. new stance. <laughs> no one's forcing <laughs> you to be on this show. Perfect. Um, Can I share good news real quick? And Always. you already know this news. Um, My best friend, Sarah, who found out she had breast cancer in September. So this is a great time to plug to make sure you get your annual mammograms because that's how she found out. Um, She didn't have any symptoms, anything like that. But she just finished her last round of chemo and I'm so happy for her and so excited. And I know she's ill right now and you've been so sweet about it and, you know, supportive of her and she's the best. And I'm just, I'm so happy. Me too. Me too. And I know that this will resonate with a lot of people listening because yeah, it affects so many women, and um, I wish we had one of those horns. That's like, like, because <laughs> this is very exciting, and I'm so so happy for her as well. And I hope she just her recovery is, you know, continues to be on the up and up. And we're thinking of her. Yeah, absolutely. So getting into this week, it feels like it's been forever. <laughs> Don't really remember my clues. Pretty sure a boat was involved. Towels. I remember towels. Towels. Oh, <laughs> yes. I can't wait for the towel part. That That is definitely in here. I am so excited to share this story. Rebecca, I would consider us both Bravo heads. What about you? Yeah, I would hope totally. so. We're well versed in all, if not the majority, of Real Housewife franchises. I brought you Married to Medicine. You brought Miami to me. Mm. And just recently, Rebecca, you joined the ranks of some of my favorite people, which is myself and Kimberly with Date with Dateline. (laughs) And you began watching Below Deck. Sure did. Rebecca, how did you come to Below Deck after fighting it for what is 11 seasons that it's been on air? Look, I've talked about this before and I'm not proud of it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was like a high drama actual assault <laughs> and I was like oh maybe I do like this show I'm I mean it so is so sorry no you're putting me in the hot seat and it's fine that's what it takes to get me to watch a show I haven't ever watched before I um, truly forgot that it was <laughs> such a bad thing that brought you in yeah and it was um below deck med I think yes right mm-hmm. and so just to be clear I have not gone back and watched everything like I know the main players but I I've really watched Below Deck Med. I've gone back on that season, on that mm-hmm. franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's another one this season I'm having a hard time getting into is the current yeah. Below Deck adventure or whatever. 
Oh, yeah. I'm trying to even remember. Oh, that one finished. Is Kyle on there? He's like one of the stews. I don't even know. Okay. I know Barbie. Okay, that's this season. That's the regular like main below deck. I'm oh. not enjoying it Oh, either. it's not adventure? Mm-mm. But oh. he, the new captain on that one was from Below Deck Adventure. Oh. So now he, okay. he came in and took over the main spot. You know what it is? Ben and Ronnie I know, must exactly. always say adventure Adventure. in reference to the captain Mm -hmm. because of his appearance on the other one. So I'm paying so little attention to the actual show that I didn't realize it was an adventure, but I'm paying Mm -hmm. so much attention to Ben and Ronnie that like what they're saying is applying to. Yeah. I'm glad we cleared this up. This makes more sense. (laughs) And of course, Below Deck has had a lot of controversy over the 11 seasons on the air. I mean, that's literally how you got here. Um, And so today we're going to look at one of the most shocking things that happened that honestly seems to be forgotten. So Rebecca, I started Below Deck for the same reason I began Summer House. I listened to Watch What Crappens and I didn't want to miss out on a show they recapped. So that was all I needed. I jumped in, never looked back. So at this point, I've been watching for several years and... There's so much to love about Below Deck. There's the amazing locations, beautiful food, and of course, the messy people. Yep. And we're talking guests as well as crew, right? Always the guests or often the guests. (laughs) Yes. They are. Like you can tell when somebody like put all their money together and came on this cruise for like a nice weekend because you don't see them a lot. (laughs) But then when there's like a quasi celebrity on there, you know, it's going to be terrible and you just can't wait. Mm -hmm. I just cannot wait. So and they're ruthless. Some of these people and like what they expect of the crew and like they're very um, they really like to objectify the staff like men love objectifying. Yes, like they're like on objectification. It's not a below deck season if somebody doesn't come up to one of the crew members and say, I'm going to need you in a speedo at the end of the night. Like to dance with these people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Captain Jason. I forgot about that. Um, (laughs) But Rebecca, you may not know, and neither did I, how Below Deck actually made it to Bravo to grace us with these 11 seasons. Sure don't. As well as four uh, spinoffs. So you've got Below Deck Med. You know that one. Below Deck Down Under. Right. Below Deck Sailing Yacht, which I've never watched because I just feel like every time I've seen a commercial, they're like look like they're all falling over they can't do anything see that would be a good reason for me to start watching i'm like wait does it capsize let me there you you go and lastly below deck adventure that you mentioned before okay well we have this lady another rebecca spelled differently rebecca taylor um the show's co-executive producer to thank for all of these iterations of below deck so while she was in college, she actually spent three summers working on yachts as a yachty, which is one of my favorite things to say. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, yeah. I want to work on it just to say that. Just to, I know. I want one of my kids to be a yachty so I can say. I'm trying to get your youngest one. I mean, by I trying, I mean just asking you right now. Yeah. he'd be perfect. He'd be a great yachty. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be great. So she worked on yachts in New England during the summers uh, when she was in college. And so... After she graduates, she gets a degree in film and television, and she's reflecting on this time in her life, and she's like, actually, this would make really good TV. Oh, I love that. Yeah. She said, uh, quote, this life is fascinating. They're both professionally run boats. I worked on them, but I was around enough boats to know that there's another side. (laughs) There's a mix of professional crew and young transient people. (laughs) And she said it's basically a really interesting subculture, and you wonder, how do people not do that? And that's... It's totally true. You've got like the richest of rich and you literally have people in bunk beds. Sleeping under the boat. <laughs> yeah. They are literally sleeping under the boat. They're sharing rooms. They are. I mean, there's just no room. But then you get to the top of the boat and there's just luxury. Exactly. And Nothing but expanse. Totally. It's. And I love it for both reasons. I like seeing both sides. That's what is great. It's, it's like our Downton Abbey. <laughs> it, it really is. So Rebecca, her husband, as well as another producer, get to work, and Below Deck comes our way July 1st, 2013 on Bravo. Wow. Yeah, it came out, I didn't realize it's two days before my son was born. So sweet. He's always lived in a world with Below Deck. That's (laughs) painful. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. 
So the series was set to show the real lives of crew members working on board the boat Honor, which was the name of the 164-foot mega yacht, as well as catering to the needs of their incredibly demanding, as you mentioned, and wealthy guests. So it sounds interesting enough, I guess, but... But while those above deck are dining on exquisite cuisines and riding jet skis all along the coast, taking so many Instagram pictures. I do love when you see them like curating their Instagram while they're on there. Wild. Those people below deck are having a much different experience, right? They sure are. So in that first season, the people that worked on the ship Honor, which actually was named Honor for the show, its real name is Cour de Leon. But I guess for the show, it's like, got to change your name. Need to mm-hmm. say something. Yeah. yeah. True. So they lived in close quarters. They're bunking together, as I said, navigating strong personalities, strong seas, and different levels of experience. Do you have a favorite at this point in your watching life? Do you have a favorite yachty? Or a least favorite? I'll take either. I really liked Zarina. She had some moments that I was like, okay, like you're a lot, but I really, really liked her. She was the chef on um, Below Deck Down Under. Yeah. And she and Culver started having a thing, but then it fizzled, Mm -hmm. mixed on Culver. Actually don't love Culver. (laughs) You're like, actually not mixed There's no mix. Strong opinions. (laughs) Yeah. But I really liked her and I really liked Margo too. Yeah. Margo was great. I really liked her. It was a pretty likable overall cast of girls on that one I, if I recall yeah I'm sure you have favorites I totally and have favorites. favorites very much so I'm still right at this point captain wise captain Jason's my favorite same well I mean yes for multiple reasons even though he is the only one who rammed their yacht into a group of people they all survived nobody got hurt but he also likes firing he does he wasn't afraid to fire that's like a thing though this whole show like everyone's it's constantly rotating people because okay yeah so that's part of the par for the course it really is yeah so back to the first season the real crew of the ship honor was given time off so the real crew that normally works on this yacht is given time off for bravo to film the first season interesting yeah so captain lee rosbach I've never known how to say Captain Lee's last name, but... I've never heard his last name. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I'm like. He's just Captain Lee. Yeah, Captain Lee, also known as the stud of the sea. So the real crew is off uh, and Captain Lee comes on. They do keep the yacht's real first officer and the yacht's real engineer. And they obviously remain on board to help operate (laughs) the vessel safely. Yeah. And... Every once in a while, and Ben and Ronnie point this out, you'll hear them mention like in the very first episode, they'll be like, and this is Dan and Tom, and you never see them again. <laughs> that's great. But that's but Are they that always is. there or just that first season? No, no, no. They always have like, oh, they'll first say safety. first officer first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. I, Nobody can trust better. those deckies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I would set foot on that thing. <laughs> I know. So everyone else, though, that comes onto the yacht comes on via central casting yes so (laughs) i learned some new below deck facts this week about production that i found fascinating and i would love to share my favorite ones with you if i could okay so rebecca when we first go onto a yacht on below deck we see the rooms we see the dining room we see you know the parlor we see if there's a gym we see a gym but the interesting thing is we also see the primary suite right What we're not told is it's probably not the primary suite. It's like one step down because production actually uses the primary suite while they're on board. So they've got the big room controls and all that stuff in there. And if they have a gym, I guess they actually use the gym instead of the primary suite. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That makes sense. I mean, they have a lot of stuff, I would think. So (laughs) much stuff. Production. It's crazy. Yeah. So the crew that follows the crew members around during their time on the yacht, they break up in three shifts. So they do three 12-hour shifts, and it's two people at a time. So it's a pair of two, two, two. You have a cameraman, audio guy. Okay. So basically, in their ears is production telling them, go up to the aft deck and film these people. They're arguing, do this, do this. So they're the only two, and they're running around the ship. Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much work. Didn't you assume that there was more? I don't know why. I, I just... Com- I thought there'd almost be two people per, like, two people. 
Yeah. Like, they'd be assigned to a team of two. And like, I don't know. That's crazy. I thought so too. So, and when they're not working, so these camera audio production guys, they're either sleeping on a different boat or they are sleeping at a hotel if they're like docked at that point. So... So at least they don't have to find room for them, I guess. And they don't have to sleep in the cabins. (laughs) Another thing is they film for six weeks straight and only six weeks. It can't go over. It's exactly six weeks. There's no wiggle room because of the enormous, you know, prices of these boats. Yeah. And during that time, they only get three days off during the entire six-week shoot. And end up combing through. Do you want to guess how much footage they have to go through by the end? Okay. Six weeks is... (laughs) 45 days Yeah, 42, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they must film 15 hours a day. Okay. And that's math I can't do. So well, okay. 15 times 10 is 150, 5,000, 10,000 hours. Okay. That was pretty good, actually. 4,000 hours of footage that oh, they have I to go through. I was closer to my first guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I really felt like I wanted to do that math. And I don't know why. It it's all right. I wasn't it. as satisfying as I expected. <laughs> <laughs> your, your just guess was even better. So anyway, I found those kind of things kind of interesting. I can't imagine going through 4,000 hours of anything. It's hard enough to listen to two hours of us talking. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yuck. So back to the actual show itself. Yes. So with reality shows, we hear a lot about whether or not the show is scripted or if it's real. And with Below Deck, you actually might say it's too real. So Rebecca, I'm going to warn you before I show you this video, it's upsetting, but you need to know that the guy in this video is totally fine. Oh, God. Keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. And I will tell you more after we've watched it. All right, let's cut it loose. He's got it. You can come back, jump on board. Put that stern line in. Tyler, help her. Bring in that line. Keep it off. <laughs> Have we got it loose yet? Yep, got it loose. All right, we're out of here. Look, somebody got married. Oh, cool. I like their dresses. Okay, watch the other lines. Watch the other yep, lines. Yep, yep. Oh, Man overboard. Man overboard. Man overboard. What? What happened? Get the life ring. Slack out, slack out. Ashen's on the line with the tow line. Go in, he's trying. Here, take a line. Okay. I know people love Captain Lee, but I don't ever want to hear a captain say, what? <laughs> like, I mean, I know it was surprising, but like, that is not comforting. The problem was, and he like gets onto them later and says, if somebody's overboard, you yell, you know, yeah, man it was like, she was overboard. so calm. She was like, maybe, maybe not. I'm like, I, I don't ever want to have to say those words, but those words, I mean, you see that, I mean, I know they cut it together like this. They edited it, but the spinning uh, motor, like, oh whatever, yeah, whatever that's called. The blades spinning like that mm-hmm. was just that was so dangerous. I'm so glad he's okay. So dangerous. So basically, after he went in the water, the cameraman there dropped his camera and unhooked the rope. And had he not unhooked the rope, how do you he would have died. He how do you know how to do it? I guess because he's been on the boat so many times and has seen what they did. But that one rope, you know, they were going. So until they stopped, he was going to be underwater. So he was able to throw that rope off. But like, do they have like? Purple Heart Awards for camera crews on TV. Well, that shows? guy was on like Watch What Happens Live. He he, he was around. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad because he should be recognized. Honored him. This? Yes. Good. Okay. He, totally. Like he, you know, he saved his wow. life, and he will say it. It was crazy. I, I just remember watching it, and just you're just jaws on the floor. Oh my just gosh! Can't even imagine. So, blow deck, real, pretty real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But one of the things I like about Below Deck is you don't always see the same people season after season. So if you love someone, great. You might see them again. If you hate them, great. You might not see them again. Right. But there are some fan favorites. And one of those people who we saw from season two to season seven was someone who was loved by some, hated by others, and she is the central topic of this week's episode. You know where I'm going, right? Is it Kate? It's Kate. Yeah, I like her. I think I don't know as much as everyone else, but from what I've seen of her, I like her. Yeah, I, I Is it love Kate. Oh, okay. It's complicated. It will get complicated. But, okay, good. But it, it it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Screen Ramp once called Kate quote a polarizing character, prompting complaints regarding her constant eye rolls and mean girl behavior, who was criticized oh. for making crew members cry. Ooh. Or acting like a petty, controlling high school girl. Oof. We've done yeah. some out the gate. I'm like, I really like her. Because I, 
But I do from what I've seen, but I haven't seen all of her antics. You haven't seen all of it, but you're going to see some of it. So here's the thing with Kate, though. She's quick-witted and she doesn't back down. Also, if she doesn't like you, it's kind of over for you. But before I get into her background, I asked one of our favorite people, Kimberly with a date with Dateline, what her favorite Kate moment was. Oh, this is fun. She offered this classic. And Rebecca, I know you're going to appreciate this one. And it's one we should probably share on Instagram. Okay. Okay. You know, everybody's personality is different. Everybody has their own kind of font. I, Times New Roman. It's classic. It's the traditional standard. It's assertive. It's professional. Amy, it's Comic Sans. It's cheerful. It's casual. Nobody really takes it too seriously. Cat. Cat is wingdings. It's kind of random and quirky. And you just never know what's going to happen when you press a button. <laughs> Chef Ben. Informal Roman in italic. It's got formal roots, but it still kind of has its own not so formal way about it. <laughs> Kelly's Broadway. Because it's dancing performers who love the spotlight. Logan is Tahoma. It sounds like Oklahoma. It's kind of unisexy. And finally, Janice is Papyrus. It's organic earthy it has its roots in an ancient civilization this is the arrowhead i wanted you to have part of my dream catcher i actually really enjoy that right and i think likening people to fonts is like really smart i know that was really well done too it was it was really funny and that's one of the classic moments So I'm so glad I get to share this about Kate right out of the gate. She's also a Florida girl, which is no surprise. I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) she was born January 2nd, 1983 and grew up in Melbourne, Florida, which is literally a hop, skip and a jump for me. Oh, yeah. It's like 45 minutes away. Um, It's heard of Melbourne, Florida. Oh, really? It's also the birthplace of Scandival's victim. The main one? The girl? Raquel? The other one. Ariana? Ariana. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. She's so not in a victimized place anymore that I'm like... um, There were so many ways I could have (laughs) said, like, Tom Sandoval's (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Co-owner? Or, or, you know, currently on Broadway. Anything. Yeah. Or just, like, Ariana's from there, too. (laughs) Didn't even need to mention Tom Sandoval. Fine. Also, birthplace to Ariana Maddox. We're Amazing. here. Wow. Stars upon stars. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm very surprised with Melbourne that there's two people, but also not surprised that they went to Bravo. So both these girls grew up on the Space Coast, which it's a gorgeous area. It's really popping now with this renewed energy of the space program. There's always something going on. So Kate goes to Catholic High School in Melbourne. Um, And she goes on to graduate from UCF, which is here, where she received her bachelor's degree in organizational communication. Nice. That's where she learned all that font. She really did. Mm -hmm. So in 2007, she began working in the yachting industry. And she started as a laundry stew, which we know is like the lowest of the low. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. And when we meet her, though, she is chief stew. And Rebecca, you've seen that relationship between Captain Jason and Aisha. Oh, I forgot about Aisha. I love yeah. Aisha. I love Aisha. Yeah, I know. I really oh. love Aisha. She might be. <laughs> She's like always about to sob. <laughs> I know. But like in a happy, joyful way. Which oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thing. No, I forgot about her. I love her. I love her. Yeah. And her like putting Captain Jason's uh, contacts, contacts in every day. It's like borderline romantic. It really was. What's wrong with me? I thought it was very romantic. (laughs) And I know the relationship between Captain Sandy and Hannah on Below Deck Med, which is terrible. Absolutely terrible. But luckily, the relationship between Captain Lee and Kate has always been incredibly close. Yeah. He really had her back in most every situation, including this one. It's the best folded penis I've ever seen in my life. I instantly know Kate did that. She's the only one who could fold a penis that good out of a blanket. Hey, did you have anything to do with that penis on the bed? I made a rocket ship. A what? I don't know why you said it's that. It's a rocket ship. 
Guests like this definitely make me think that I have spent too much time in this industry. The space program is still strong where I'm from. They've been going to Mars, but I have a feeling they're going to be going to Uranus. Wow. I've seen rocket ships. I went to visit NASA once. I'm sorry, but that's a penis. Yeah. That was quite the shape you picked. It was a moment of genius. Rage-filled genius. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did that go over well with the guest? Okay, here's the thing. It actually did go over okay. well with the guest. It depends on like who they are and if they have a sense of humor. Because I could see yes. it being very funny to some and very offensive to someone else. Well, and these guests were terrible, but they ended up laughing so much about this. Oh, and good. Captain Lee was like, you know, he it's knows fine. Kate and trusts Kate. So yeah, but it was hilarious. And while Kate lasted on Below Deck from seasons two to season seven, it wasn't without its fair share of drama amongst herself and crew members. Okay. One member of the crew she famously had a love-hate relationship with was Chef Ben Robinson. You saw him in the last clip. So here's a clip of them on one of their hate days. Okay. Every time. I don't understand what the problem is. It would be nice if everyone knew when the guests were going to eat, including the guests, because I'm not psychic. Ben is getting overly upset for no reason. Again. Yeah, you didn't call this an early dinner. I don't think if I called it the last meal of your life, that would prevent them from becoming hungry later. What is your problem at this moment? I asked later. you for brunch, and you said, let's call it the first meal of the day. Clearly you do. I don't know why. Oh, it's always think... been breakfast, but I won't use the word breakfast. I'll just say it's the first meal it of the day. It is breakfast. Hey, Ben, can you guys hold it down? I can oh. hear you guys up here in the bridge. That means if I can hear you, somebody else probably can as well. This is so embarrassing. So awkward, right? And I will say, you got to watch Zarina on Blow Deck Down Under, and she's like a very nice chef. They're majority of the chefs are terrible very like, hot-headed i mean that's the stereotype and this i know that this show has like leaned into that absolutely and this guy would be one of those yes but speaking of ben he and kate did a fair amount of flirting when they weren't fighting Thought and so. i know they went on to date one another for a while as well and when this relationship with ben ended kate met someone new and as you can imagine, this is where the crime part of our story will begin right after a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So back in 2015, after season three of Below Deck was being produced, but before season four had been filmed, Kate reveals that she's in a relationship with a woman named Rocio or Ro Hernandez. Okay. While we do briefly meet her on Below Deck, there's not a lot known about her on the show. What we do know is she's a professional athlete and um, she was born in Madrid, Spain. So as a young child, she found a passion for playing soccer. And at some point in her youth, her family moves to the U.S. She keeps playing soccer. In 2000 or 2004, she plays for Texas El Paso and she transfers to FIT where she eventually meets Kate. But Roe didn't just play soccer. She really dominated. She goes on to be approached by the Puerto Rican National Women's Soccer wow. Team where she, yeah, eventually serves as team captain. And during her time there, she scored a game-winning goal in a victory over Trinidad and Tobago, which actually made Caribbean history. Whoa. So 
Yeah. After her career in soccer ended, Ro goes on into the professional world where she continues to thrive. Post-soccer, she goes into marketing and personal training. And of course, soccer though was in her blood. So she coached high school and college teams in Florida and California. So back to Kate. According to the Daily Mail, when she was referring to her new relationship with Rose, she said, quote, we met in our hometown at a bar one night and started chatting. I thought she was really cool. And Kate also said that Roe was her first female partner and confirmed this relationship on New Year's Eve 2015 with photos that she posted on social media. Things move pretty quickly for them. In March of 2016, they move in together. Roe is even on season four of Below Deck. A little. You see her a couple of times. And the two are very affectionate with each other. And this is really the first real relationship we see Kate in on the show. She comes off very like cold at times so like to see her affectionate at all was like wow okay this is a whole different side of her right and so even though the two were able to see each other over this shooting season at some point kate later said that she was upset that roe wanted her to like almost be in constant contact with her we see that on the show all the time where somebody's like writing their boyfriend like "I i gotta go i'm still working i'm still working and the other person maybe doesn't get it or whatever And so later, she said, looking back over her season on the yacht, that uh, Kate said, quote, while I didn't let my personal life get in the way of my job as chief stew, I do wish that I had not given in so much to the demands of my significant other at the time to stay in such constant contact. And yeah, basically, she goes on to say, because of this, it's stressful on board. She's stressed out, you know, with her relationship, and it really didn't allow her to bond with her crew members sure. on that season. And Kate did say later that she stayed in constant contact because she wanted to keep things good at home. She was worried that things would not be good. So clearly things weren't as they seemed on the fourth season of Below Deck. At home in March of 2016, Kate and Roe have moved in together, but within three months, their relationship became incredibly tumultuous. On June 13th, 2016, police responded to a domestic violence report at their Melbourne, Florida residence. So allegedly, this incident takes place after an intoxicated Kate verbally abuses Roe, and it escalates into physical violence where Roe is bitten on the forearm, her inner bicep, oh my and gosh. her leg. Yeah. I bite? Bites. That's new. We haven't done any bites. Terrible, I know. So despite Roe being able to retreat to the couch, Kate continued the assault and demanded Roe leave, threatening her to change the locks. And allegedly, she was also saying things like, you can call the police. I know everybody in this town. Nothing's going to happen. And what was kind of wild to me is Roe is not the one that went to the police. An instructor at Roe's college saw her injuries, took pictures, and said, you have to call the police. So... And this instructor is actually who called the police. Wow. Yeah, that was, I I did know about the arrest. I kind of forgot to be quite honest, but I had no idea that it wasn't even this other person. It's somebody witnessing what's happened. After some time has passed, presumably. Mm -hmm. So that is like, eek, really bad. So Rebecca, Kate's arrest is kind of wild, as you would imagine. Before she is uh, being apprehended, she presents officers with this alleged bite mark on her lower hip basically saying she's got stuff I've got stuff and she's questioned by them they're like okay but if she was doing this to you and you were scared why didn't you call us and she said quote because I'm on television and I don't really need a news report coming out that I have a lesbian domestic violence I'm on tv I'm a public figure end quote oh boy (laughs) not great it's giving Reese Witherspoon. I was totally thinking of her when I was waiting for a moment. I had a feeling it was going there. Like, do you know who I am? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, but when like reality stars do it, it's like, okay, walk it up. a little different. Yeah. And that's when Kate basically says that she's the victim in this. And she describes this like three-day hostage type situation where Roe exhibits this obsessive and erratic behavior saying she's breaking glass, pouring champagne on her, and physically attacking her. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and Kate says she doesn't involve the police sooner because she thought it was that would be an extreme measure. And she was like, I don't even think anything would be done. So she's like telling them that she's truly been held hostage in her home for three days, but also like feels extreme to call the police. (laughs) Can't have that both ways, my friend. Uh, Exactly. So despite 
Kate's claims of innocence, officers maintain that based on Rose injuries, that Kate was the primary aggressor. And that's like a thing in Florida, primary aggressor. They have to arrest somebody. It's the primary aggressor. Um, And this leads to her arrest. So during her arrest, Kate has a friend at the house. And this next clip is body cam footage. Um, It's her answering the friend when (laughs) she says, I need you to Google, like, what to do now and her friends asking her what she needs to google and then they're discussing what she can and cannot do before she goes to jail it's and there's a cop there and that's where the body cam footage is from Mm -hmm. i might need it cut off i can't get it off what do you want me to google uh please google florida law arrested domestic violence i'm in jail how to get out call your lawyer okay can i call a lawyer not right now. Not you right can do now. that when you get down to the jail. You can do that whenever you get down to the jail. Are you allowed to tell me which jail I'm going to? Yeah, just we'll explain everything. We'll explain everything, everything to you. Should I wear a bra and underwear? Uh, okay, take that from to me. be honest with you, yeah, they're going to push you in a suit whenever you get there. We're going to have a female officer uh, meet us up to PD to search you. Can I put on makeup? Florida domestic violence law call a lawyer. Like She just like yeah, started gosh. spewing things out. <laughs> But it's totally her attitude. Like, that's how she always is, like, kind of, like, duh, by the end of it. But, you know, I'm like, you're the lady getting arrested here. Yeah. It's funny, though. Like, she's always in chief stew mode, too. Like, Mm -hmm. ordering this other person to... But she was staying very measured. That was weird. (laughs) Doesn't it seem more like a parody of arrest rather than an arrest? She didn't seem like her heart rate was up or her, you know, like it's so scary. I would think when you're getting arrested, if it was your first time, like she seems pretty blasé. Yeah. To ask her last question is, can I put makeup on? Can I put makeup on? Bra and underwear? Yes, no. Yeah. They're like, no need. They're going to take that right off. (laughs) Don't worry. You're going to lose it when you get there. jail. (laughs) Yeah. Wild. Wow. There's a very long, I'll have it in the show notes, but the whole body cam footage, it's pretty fascinating. I will watch that. So Kate ends up being arrested. She spends the night in jail before she's released on $5,000 bond the next day. So I guess her friend was able to Google bond how much, please what get percentage? pay us now. <laughs> so she was charged with one count of domestic battery by strangulation, oh. as well as one count of battery, just like I guess that is so intense and the stats around strangulation are really bad they're terrifying is I can't remember the percentage I don't want to say it but it's like if you have if somebody has strangled you the likelihood of them using a gun against you is of them killing you eventually is like so high yeah so that like when I saw strangulation that's exactly where my risk category my gosh Mm -hmm. So Kate, though, denies these allegations. Okay. She tells RealityT.com, quote, the version of the incident told to the police by Miss Hernandez is completely fictitious. And her attorney goes on to issue a statement that says, quote, Miss Hernandez, a former professional fitness trainer over six feet tall, and then in parentheses, I guess this article said she's five foot 11, and then <laughs> kept going, physically attacked Miss Chastain, who tried her best to defend herself during the attack. Miss Chastain is of very slight build and is five foot seven inches tall. At no time was Miss Chastain the aggressor in the altercation. When all the actual facts are determined in the legal process, Miss Chastain will be completely vindicated and Miss Hernandez will be shown to have a history of violent behavior oh. and to have completely misrepresented the facts to the police about Miss Chastain's actions. End quote. For what it's worth, Roe has no history of criminal or violent behavior. Good to know couple traffic infractions that's it who among us i know i will say that during the arrest one of the things uh kate and her friend were saying was like my neighbor has footage like you'll see stuff happening but they never really said exactly what it was but they they were like could you guys just wait till the neighbor gets home they're like we don't have time for that (laughs) we're not on your timetable i'll do my makeup while we wait for them just give me a second guys oh my gosh yeah And so the next year, 2017, the charge of domestic battery by strangulation is dropped. And of course, we're not sure why it's dropped, but Mm. it's dropped. So she never goes to court or trial. But her felony charge of battery is downgraded to a misdemeanor. And so that's obviously good for her record. Um, So she's sentenced to 12 months of probation in order to pay court fines. And as part of her probation, she had to be no contact with Roe, obviously. Mm -hmm. 
she's also not allowed to refer to the case on social media, Twitter, Instagram, anything uh, or any public forum. And lastly, she was required to undergo a psychological assessment as well as random drug testing. Mm. She must have completed it all because there's nothing that, you know, she violated parole or anything. And there's not a lot of information on Roe after that. She was an assistant women's soccer coach at a university um, in San Francisco. So Kate actually remained on Below Deck through all of this. So this is between season three and four. I was wondering. Okay. Yeah. And she stays till seven. Um, And she was excited after she left. She was like, I can't wait to be on land. I can't wait to have a dog. You know, I can't wait to not be traveling, which makes sense. In 2018, she told People Now that this relationship with Roe really made her appreciate and value her privacy. She said, you know, she was going to date again, but she said, quote, I'm definitely not going to be as open about who I'm dating. Fortunately, that's all gone away, but I'm a little more cautious about who I date because people can appear one way and then be totally different, end quote. That's a weird take. I don't know. Like, I know that's the kind whole of- row thing has taught me to be um, more private about who I'm dating. Like, that doesn't seem like the right takeaway. It, it doesn't at all, but I feel like that's very Kate to just be like, yeah. I'm going to give you the words I want to give you, and mm-hmm. I don't really care. So after season seven of Below Deck finishes, Kate moves from Florida to New York, and she started a show on Sirius XM titled Unapologetically Kate Chastain. Wait. I think my mom listened to that. Was it like Sirius really? XM, like on the radio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she listened to all those shows. Really? I Sorry, Barbara, that. you've been outed. <laughs> I love it so much. She also wrote a book called Lucky Charming about her life working on a yacht. That's not a good title. Title. I don't really get it. I yeah. don't either. It, she should have gone with like a nautical theme. Smart. Especially since it's about her time like on the boat and stuff. Yeah. Rough seas. Uncharted territory. Wow. Why don't they hire you for these things? I don't know. So here's something I had no idea about, but I actually really love this. Um, Kate helped... My understanding was she helped begin this boutique called the Genesis Boutique, which is a nonprofit resale store in Melbourne, Florida. Yeah. And it raises money for women and children who are unhoused. I love it. And it looks like she's still part of it in some capacity. And there was a recent tweet that was like, yeah, come on down. My mom still works there. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. So like that was, I think even last year if she was saying that. That's cool. I would go there if I came to see you. We would take a trip there. Yeah, I was asking my sister, I'm like, is this, she told me about another similar thing. I was like, is this the one you've gone to? And she's like, no. I was like, okay, but when I come see you. We're going to this one. Going there. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. But Kate isn't out of the TV world just yet. Uh, she went on to become one of the co-hosts and executive producers on Bravo's chat room. Do you remember that very brief thing? Uh, yeah. Was Captain Lee on it too? He, not on that one. This was like. This feels more like a fever dream. It was Kate, okay. Hannah Burner of Summer House. Oh. Do you remember this? Giselle yeah. Bryant of Potomac and Portia Williams. She has a new last name of Atlanta. Yeah. What a mashup. I know. I never watched it. It just did not <laughs> no. appeal to me. But that's like weird misfits thrown together. It doesn't seem just like a weird. It felt like a Zoom. You were watching a Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like post-COVID or maybe like, it, right like I don't want to see that stuff anymore. No. Once that was over, don't do this Give to me. Give me regular TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's exactly. Weird. But as for reality TV proper, Kate did take a few years off of starring on any type of reality shows. And during that time, she gave birth to her son, Sullivan. Yes, I have seen that. And also to bring it back around, my best friend, Sarah, her youngest kid's name is Sullivan. It's a really cute name. name. Yeah. Isn't it? It's very cute. Yeah. So she has gone full Mindy Kaling, though, and we have no idea who the father is. I didn't know that. Yeah. And although people like immediately were like, it's Chef Ben, and both <laughs> Chef Ben and her have been like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or is it? I, I know. I love when people are like, you have the one connection and you're like, gotta be him. Well, that's like, what they do with Mindy Kaling, too. They do they with, do uh, what's his name ryan from the office uh bj novak bj novak her real life best yes. friend mm-hmm. kate's return to reality tv though just not on a boat this time it's in a beautiful scottish castle which is the backdrop on traders season one and season two right she's actually 
been on both seasons. She was in the first one, and then they just brought her back in the middle of season two. And here's a great clip of Kate from a few weeks ago on Traders. This is after Phaedra thinks this guy named Bergie had been eliminated. Okay. Um, and this guy, Dan, is saying, here's the reasons I think you're a traitor. And one of them is the reaction when he was murdered on the show. And then what about the breakfast murder reactions every time? What breakfast murder reactions? The burgie. Not my burgalicious was problematic for you. Not my burgalicious. Not my burgalicious was problematic for you. <laughs> that's great. And that's exactly what Phaedra said. She's like, not my burgalicious. Oh my gosh. And so it was hilarious. I really need to give the traders another try. Honestly, it's so fun. And I then know. pairing it with Ben and Ronnie makes yeah, it so much better. Of but it is it's perfection. Okay. And Kate's still around talking blow deck on another spinoff series, Galley Talk. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, where crew members watch new episodes and film their reactions and opinions. And Captain Lee's been seen on it a number of times. Last thing I'm going to share. This is very important and maybe the most important part of our show. And this is being sent to you via your email. We have a clip to play for our listeners and for you. It's not a cameo. But it is kind of a cameo. Listen and see what you think. Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly from A Date with Dateline, and I basically forced myself onto criminality. I've been trying since it started, and I'm finally on. Winning. Melissa said that I could come on and talk about Kate from Below Deck. I've seen every season of Below Deck multiple times. I have a problem. It's my favorite show. Besides Dateline, of course, I have to say that. So... Kate is a very complicated person on TV because she's hilarious and well-loved, but she's also very mean. She's a bully, and I'm not afraid to say it, although I am a little afraid of her, and I hope she's not listening. She bullied Caroline when she left, although Caroline was kind of annoying. She bullied Amy, who did nothing wrong and did not deserve to be bullied. And she kind of bullied Jen. Jen was also kind of annoying. Kate has a real problem with incompetence, which I also share. So maybe that's why I relate to her. But I do think her attitude is sometimes a problem. She's also really good at her job, though. She's good at her job, but also gives off the vibe that she doesn't care about her job. And I aspire to that level. She's also uh, really close with Captain Lee. Uh, she won't take any crap from the guests. She will make a penis blanket on your bed if you piss her off and say that she has resting bee face, um, which she totally does. But it's fine. And so I love her on my TV, but I probably would not want to hang out with her in real life because I think she's kind of mean. But she's perfect for tv she's perfect on traders she is a legend um that's all i hope that my first time on criminality was not terrible enough that it will be my last i will come on any time i will co-host i don't care i'm here i'm always listening bye everybody oh my god that was not that so, so cute. cute also you are welcome anytime. I um, know. You and Katie both. So just stop with the like trying to get on here and us. I know. I like you. the last 10 seconds turned into like a political speech for her to <laughs> come back <laughs> campaign. Um, wow. She feels really deeply about this. It was, I'm really glad you included her in this. Um, yeah. It would have I been feel an like injustice. She it. Yeah. She summarized Perfect. the complications of Kate perfectly. No, that really paints a picture. And I, yeah, mm -hmm. the complexity. And I wonder if she is like, could we make a comparison to Lindsay Hubbard? How dare you? <laughs> okay, sorry. I knew that was risky, but divisive, strong. Okay, divisive? Does Is anyone team hub? Yes, lots ever? of people love her. I can't believe it. Is it your mom? Is it your mom? <laughs> no, my mom okay. draws the line at Summer House. I think okay. she watches. <laughs> Um, okay, maybe we'll edit that out. Carry no, on. No, no, no. I love that. That was great. <laughs> well, Lindsay's not that funny, but I do think she's articulate and a good fighter. Like she uses her words well, but Kate has a sense of humor that Lindsay doesn't. I will definitely draw that distinction. But yeah. otherwise, like they're both kind of bossy and bullish, like, like strong headed. 
I'm trying to think of a housewife I could compare her okay. to that because Lynn, you're exactly Lindsay's right. Lindsay not is not funny. Lindsay um, is not funny on purpose, at least. There's not a lot of funny housewives. That's sad. I know. Who actually make you laugh? I can't think of mm-hmm. one right now. No, I don't have one. Uh-uh. I would say, and this is, you thought yours was a bad response. <clears throat> I'm going to say it, Do but it. it's not true, but I don't mean it all the way. Tamara, the parts of her that can zing, the parts of her that can zing mm-hmm. <laughs> briefly mm-hmm. and isn't afraid to like fight. I take it back. Cancel both Lindsay and Tamara. No. Tamara's an idiot though. I mean, she's sorry. So dumb. I just. She's so, so dumb. She gets lucky sometimes, I think is the most generous way to put it, like in her arguing. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm thinking maybe in talking heads, they help her. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Maybe she can script herself. Will we say Heather Gay? I'm really oh, yeah. Her. Maybe Heather Does Gay. Because I actually think Heather Gay is really funny. I do <laughs> I forgot too. about her. Maybe we're only thinking funny now. So I think Kate is one of one in herself. Like one that, in she's a million, an original, one of a kind. right? Yeah. 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 So anyway, if you have complicated feelings on uh, on Kate, um, talk to Kimberly from Date with Dateline. Yeah, she she can steer clearly, you in the right direction. Yeah, has stuff to say about it. Yeah. So I'm excited we got to share about Below Deck, and that's really all I have to to share about. That I didn't know anything about that relationship or that police charge, but I know I've shared this on the show before. But can I share again about Please. how? kind of lifting the veil on below deck a little bit that I've gotten these casting emails for years. Oh, I've told yeah. you this, mm-hmm. but I just looked them up today to see like, when was my last? Cause they just, I don't know what list I ever got on at some point in my life, but periodically I got an email from a casting director on below deck asking me to be a guest, not a yachty. Right. Like somehow I feel like I'd be better at like doing the laundry below deck than like being, I don't know why I get these. Yeah, but my most recent one was from February 1st of this year, 2024. Can I read you the email? Please. Hi, Rebecca. It's like, oh, hi. They already know you. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently searching for groups of eight for Below Deck Caribbean season 12. Location is St. Martin. It will be on a 196-foot mega yacht. Charter dates are in April and May. We're looking for fun, outgoing, high-maintenance people who are used to five-star service and who will make the crew work hard. Here we go. Prices are $50,000 for a three-day and $55,000 for a four-day. We also have guests prepay the standard tip of $15,000. So the total is $65,000 for a three-day, $70K for the four-day. Charter fee includes round-trip airfare for all eight guests, $800 credit per person if you book your own flights. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So isn't that interesting that that's how they do this? Oh, yeah. I it mean, is. I guess I'm- how else would they do it? But I just love the math and the breakdown and like those tips are done in advance there's no like will they or won't they tip like they will they already did maybe they'll give more right but it's just it's so interesting I know and I saw something with Kate she's like yeah normally you don't get a bunch of cash like that right. would be a normal thing normally they like wire the money or whatever sure. and she's like so that's different but yeah I thought it was interesting and then after I thought about it I'm like yeah nobody nobody's ever gone below 15,000 on an episode I've ever seen and that makes sense because it's standard or whatever threshold yeah yeah so basically could we get eight people (laughs) what would that be a person (laughs) no (laughs) so let's say 65,000 divided by eight people yeah I guess it's like eight eight thousand person yeah I mean can't do it that's a lot (laughs) it's not my vacation budget but it's not insane like it's obviously not actual billionaires coming on the train on the train the boat is what I'm saying it's definitely rich people sometimes yeah. that have that want to be on TV. I think right. that's like the distinction. Either you have like people that pull their money together or you have like entrepreneurs that yeah. are like also want to business showboat a little. No pun mm-hmm. intended. Yeah. 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 So anyway. So interesting. It. Well, that was really cool. And I, I loved okay. um, the Below Deck history. So interesting. Yeah, and I thought so too. Oh, and I had somebody help me with the research, which is why it was so interesting. Um, her name is Elizabeth, and she is someone that went through uh, Haley Gray's True Crime Podcast training. Oh, um, good. Weeks of, yeah. So like 
I told Rebecca I have to share this document with her because it's so well organized. And I end up looking like the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with like <laughs> yeah, the strings the murder and pointing and stuff. So this was so great. And of course, nice. like, yeah, I found some other stuff to put in there, but I thought it was nice to get a lot of the history was really cool. Yeah. Thanks, Elizabeth. And good job, yeah. Haley. Yeah. Good job all around. Yes. Well, that was super fun. Thank you. Oh, good. And Rebecca, what I would like to know now is what on earth it is that you are watching. Okay, I think you'll know this. Hulu, Secret Service, part two. The Hustler and the... Housewife. Housewife, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Have you seen it? I haven't heard Ben Ronnie talk about it. Yeah, um, well, my cousin, not Jen, cousin, hi, cousin Jen, <laughs> cousin Kim, her little sister, <laughs> was like, you have to watch this. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was really good. And yeah, actually so much I didn't know. So it's part two of The Housewife and the Hustler, which is based on Tom Girardi and Erica Jane's case based on the LA Times article that was too long for oh, any yeah. of the Housewives of Beverly Hills to read, which mm-hmm. is addressed in part two, which is so funny because the writers, the co-authors of that article are on. Mm-hmm. And the woman who's like this very well-known investigative journalist is like, when my, my article went viral basically and was on the show and everyone was talking about it and she said her kids were like this is the biggest accomplishment like you have like Mm -hmm. you've gone viral this is amazing and she's like you know I also won a Pulitzer two years ago when they said nothing and I just thought it was so funny but it's really good and really sad it's really sad and it's sad for two reasons it's sad because the things Tom and Erica did are deeper and worse than I thought And it's really sad not to make it about me, but for me, because I'm really enjoying her this season. She's having such a good season and I'm like, is she terrible? Yeah. Was it all her fault? No. And she's so good. And and, and she's funny. Actually, Erica Jane is funny. Actually, I think we got there to who can be. Yeah, I think you're right. She is funny and she is divisive, but now it's like, I can't. I can't even enjoy her in good conscience because basically a lot of the story is about this costume designer who did all her wardrobe for all her tours, all her videos, like millions of dollars of work and outfits. And then when everything hit the fan and they had no money to pay these invoices, they accused the designers of fraud. Isn't that wild? And and leveraged a relationship with the Secret Service member to wire Erica to go in and get bully him into confessing to like wrongdoing. And for years he was arraigned but not in jail, like while this right. all played out and completely affected his professional life, his personal life. He and his partner were trying to adopt a child prior to this, and this completely eliminated the possibility because he was now under investigation. I mean horrible oh my gosh and it's like that's who she is I mean you really can make a different choice in that situation you can say I am going to do the right thing and I'm going to not just live in a little pool house and still be in Beverly I'm going to actually say goodbye to all of this because I want to be able to like look at myself in the mirror and she didn't and I am I'm appalled and I'll watch the new episode right after we finish recording yeah that's the thing is there's so much that she probably wasn't aware of, but the things she was aware of are horrible. And that, oh. that one is so, I mean, to wear a wire, you were very aware you, of what's going on. You, you had to consent to that. To and this exactly. is Tom, whether, even if, look, maybe Tom was so convincing and was like, this is our only way out. But that is again, what I'm saying, like you show what you're made of. People yeah. have been through much harder things than like losing their wealthy husband who maybe whatever. I'm not going to get into their relationship. Um, the other thing they show on it is a scene with her meeting with the victims. Okay. I knew that was on something. I didn't know it was Ooh. that. How was that? Was it bad? Not good. Ooh. They did not paint her favorably. So they said, um, well, you know, would you like us to introduce ourselves? Do you know who we are? And she's like, I really don't, to be honest. Yes. Tell me who you are. And they're like, did you watch part one of this? And she's like, yeah, I did, really. but it was a couple years ago. Refresh my memory. <gasps> I was, I couldn't believe what I was seeing and watching. That is wild. If she had said, 
um, no, I, I didn't know about your cases or anything, but to say you watched it and you just Refresh didn't bother to remember my them. memory. Yeah. Mm. So they do updates on people, you know, with all these medical issues oh, yeah. with no money because Tom embezzled it. Freaking sad. So she's left a complete like <laughs> trail of destruction in her wake yeah. and she's having her come up again. And I'm like, I'm over it, but yeah, we're still really enjoying her on the season. What are you watching? Give me some clues that I won't get. Okay, well, I watched like, a couple okay. things. <laughs> Happy to do it. This one you won't. And let me preface it by saying it's not a real show. So I wouldn't expect I you to. What you're saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not even words anymore. You may have seen this go viral. Okay, TikTok. Oh, okay, I'm out. <laughs> Atlanta, 51 parts. 51 what? Parts. Parts? Yeah, like t- 51 stories. Oh, it's not Cynthia Bailey. No, no, no. Okay. You think I give Cynthia Bailey that much of my life? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I 51 parts on TikTok? That. Yes. Okay. This wait, what was, was viral. The, wait, what was the uh, Oh, viral. Okay. What was the other clue? Atlanta. Okay. What is okay. it? So there's a girl named Risa Tisa. That's her <laughs> username on TikTok. And she did a 51 part That's series. Insane. Who the F did I marry? Oh, she tells the story in a oh. way that you keep coming back. Oh, I want to watch back. this. But here's the thing. Okay. If Should you I not? haven't watched it by now, you've kind of missed the whole internet feel of it, right? Oh, you've missed okay. the comments yeah. that are hilarious. Welcome to my life. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this one segment in time. If you didn't, yeah. it's it doesn't expired. Matter. Mm-hmm. It's like the show Emily in Paris. I didn't watch it. Had I watched it, I would have got the memes and everything. Yeah. Now, why? It's too What's late. Right. Yeah. It's past. Okay. So anyway, she tells this story about how she met this guy during COVID, you know, how great things were, but how quickly they moved, how he would, he wanted, they wanted to get married. He wanted to buy a house. He would, he would bring her to show her these houses and like, you know, put an offer in on these houses and stuff like this. But like, he never actually put the offer in. He never actually had the money. He was paying his bills and like helping to pay her. So he wasn't like scamming her monetarily, but he, he would just get her hopes up about everything. Take it away. Hopes up, oh my take gosh. it away. Test drive cars, never had the money to buy her a car. Like that kind of stuff that just is psychotic. Yeah. She thinks he has this entire family he doesn't actually have. He would wake up in the mornings. They would be getting ready. He would talk on the phone to his brother. She says every morning for 30, 45 minutes. He did not ever have him on the phone. How did she ultimately uncover that? Okay, she figured out finally. Okay. Spoiler. She figures out finally when I think the second house he puts an offer in, she goes on Zillow and sees that it's sold. And so she calls the agent and it's like, she's like, oh, we got it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, whatever. And she's like, it was a really nice couple, blah, blah, blah. Obviously it wasn't them. Yeah. And so she doesn't really say anything to him. And she basically just figures out like um, that he's lied, but she doesn't want to push it. And I can't remember now why, but like, I think she, she was not in the greatest spot in her life. And, you know, I don't know. She just thought like, all these other things were so good that maybe this it would be okay but then like as it goes on it just gets worse and worse oh my and she's gosh. pregnant and unfortunately <gasps> oh no. loses the baby oh and it no. was just yeah bad but it was like a two-year process so it's like the most fun part was like re obviously the story wasn't fun but it was wild to think of somebody every morning sitting next to you yeah, that is and being actually like, hey psychotic. what did you want me to say oh rebecca do you remember blah 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 <laughs> And like the whole time, the commitment is just next level. That's it. But there just doesn't seem to be a real reason. Like that's the crazy. He didn't take money from her. Wasn't that's where it doesn't make any. Why would you do this? Well, I don't know. He must have thought on his own without these things, he had no chance with her or something. That's that's something for sure. I said something to my husband about it because, like, literally, I had my phone in my pocket and was just listening to it. (laughs) run just five hours um it was 10 minutes each one was 10 minutes and I told him he's like you know what that's not a bad idea I'm like wait what are you getting from this and he's like oh he just likes her to be happy so he brings her to these things for her to be happy I'm like but the letdown and he's like 
Well, that's true. That's true. I'm like, you are insane. <laughs> this is the danger of men watching this. Oh, like, know. So I'm strategy, like, bro. I, yeah. If I tell you I'm test driving a car, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. Oh, my so. gosh. That is crazy. And yeah, she's I'm going to take your advice and not watch yeah, it. But. Don't do it. But she's had so many views. Like somebody figured it out that she would have made like at least $80,000 on TikTok or something. But like people are like, sell this. Yeah. You know, she has audio recordings of her like literally leaving a verbal diary as this goes on, like just so she wouldn't be gaslit and yeah. believe. Like that wow. kind of stuff. That's wild. That is mm-hmm. so interesting. Yeah. I know we're technically done, but I just wanted Please. to know if you've watched Love is Blind. Oh, yeah, I have. New episodes came out today. Yeah, have you watched them yet? No, I'm going to watch them after. Okay, well, have you, you have to. Oh, did you finish uh, last thing? Did you finish Night Country? Mm-hmm. Yes. I actually really liked how it ended. Oh, that's so interesting because I really didn't. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I th- I mean, there was a sadness act- aspect to it, but like... Really sad. And yeah. also, I just lost the plot, literally, like... I, they had so much going on. Yeah. The last two episodes, I, I was really grasping to understand and connect all the dots. But yeah, I'm glad you did. Well, I thought like there. <laughs> so I should say, yeah, the last like three episodes, I was kind of, I don't know, like, I, like so much is going on. There are yeah. so many sub like uh, yeah other plots going on. I don't understand. Right. And you're right, because it did kind of. Even like her and her stepdaughter, like it wrapped it up so I'm like, what happened? You guys are just like buds Everything's now? okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just, maybe I should think about it's it kind more. Of but I wasn't immediately I mean, it was upset. beautiful. Yeah. Well, I just also didn't understand the ending. I'm not going to say anything because I know it just, it's not that old, but I mean, it's open for interpretation. The ending. There you go. What right? was that movie? The one that people always refer to in those scenarios, Leonardo DiCaprio, Inception. Very oh, yeah, Inception-esque yeah, yeah. where yes. you're like. You can pick which way this went. So maybe I just picked a better alternative than you did. Maybe that says a lot about you and I on a fundamental core level. (laughs) And that's better news for you. (laughs) (laughs) I've been taking a lot of vitamins lately, so I'm just Must be the vitamins. Um, Yeah. So anyway. Well, this was great. I love talking below deck and all things reality TV with you. Of course. Oh, we're doing something fun for the next episode. Kind of a departure. Super fun surprise guest, right? We're having a surprise guest. I said I would come up with clues. I didn't. But she will be with us in two weeks. And it's a show we really love. And we've talked yeah. about her. And it's a topic you guys love. And we've yeah. talked about you guys are gonna them. Love it. And her. Mm-hmm. Four marriages. Okay. One husband. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 23 children. So it'll be in that vein. You guys will enjoy it, I think. And um, yeah, we'll do that in two weeks. And then we'll be back with a new episode with Rebecca. Perfect. Um, until then, you can find us on Instagram at Criminality Show, on our website, criminalityshow.com. Hey, leave a rating and review if you're enjoying Please. the show. It's the best way for people to find us. Mm-hmm. And Melissa has another podcast every Tuesday with her other co host, Mandy, Moms and Mysteries, which you can catch every week. I think yep. I covered it up. <laughs> yep. Mic yep. drop, hit, end. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.